check, check, mic check. Show presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex on FlipMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. It's live. Millville this weekend. Round seven. Of 11 in the uh, motocross series, and the 250 class just got spicy. Looking forward to uh, talking about that and more today on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show with Justin Brayton and Michael Lindsay. And, uh, and you, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. One hour of pure, raw moto talk. Uh, taking your calls over there, holding things down. Coming in uh, a little late today, but, you know, uh, better late than never. The Tis Tis what's up? I was seven whole seconds before the other guy, so let's dial down the late talk, okay? All right. Well, the other guy came in a little bit late, too, working the cameras. Uh, The Travis Marks, what's up? I was only late because the other guy tried to hold me up at the gate. Yep. Tried See? to tried to stay at the gate and Both let of the you gate close sabotaging on me. it. Also, uh, he's very upset about the one dollar less that he makes. Yeah. Well, so when you're 11 years old, that's the stuff you get mad about. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, tea time today, uh, tits. <laughs> I actually just got back from a three day golfing work trip, so I'm done with golf for the week. Okay. All right. Just checking. Good, Thank you for asking. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. Uh, give us a call, uh, and uh, we'll take some calls. We'll talk about Millville and more when it comes to uh, the Motocross Nationals. Man, we got a set of Fly Racing Beach shorts to give away today, and a pair of hundred percent goggles as well. Uh, so thank you to those guys for giving us away, uh, giving us stuff to give away. Fly Racing Moto sixty show hundred percent get Vertex Pistons, Plum Creek Funding, Decal Works, Maxis all on board with us. And uh, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, man. Justin Brayton coming up here uh, shortly wearing Fly Racing, the World Supercross. Of course, Dean Wilson, Max Anstey over there as well. And you have over here RJ Hampshire, Jalique Swole, Chance Hymas was crushing it, Jose Boutron uh, in Fly Racing. So check out those things. Uh, in about 10 days, we're going to have some big news from the folks at Fly Racing as well dropping. So stay tuned to our social channels for that, at Fly Racing USA on their social channels. And lots to get into tonight on the sh- or today on the show. Again, Formula Helmet. Um, uh, Evo gear, light uh, light stuff is great. Kinetic mesh is really, really good for the summer because I went riding the other day. It was uh, basically the same temperature as the face of the sun. And um, yeah, it was it was, it was was a hot one. So uh, I wore the the kinetic mesh and I uh, felt pretty cool doing it. So thank you to those guys uh, for coming on board as well. Uh, get, get, get. Uh, Team Honda HRC using uh, get products from the uh, ECUs to the RPM dashboards to the um, data log. Yeah, they got it all going on. Now, the 250 guys are using the ECUs. 450 guys are using the uh, dashboards and the data loggers. But, man, for Factory Honda to put on the get stuff, you know that they, it's the highest level that they trust. 
And I understand they were testing this week as well with the get guys. Two-stroke uh, CDIs, four-stroke ECUs. Get it, man. And uh, email us using the contact form on Pulpamex to, to get a discount from the folks at Get and Athena. Uh, Athena stuff, too, as well. Big bore, cylinder kits, cylinders, uh, all sorts of motor parts. So whether it's Get or Athena, we can get you a deal uh, if you use the contact form on Pulpamex. And also, speaking of um, uh, uh, deals, decal works. Pulpamex 23, the code to save. Red Bull KTM, factory Honda, factory Husqvarna off-road, I should say. Uh, using decal works uh, they will absolutely dial you in from beginners to seasoned vets race teams project builds magazine tests decal works mission is to cater to those who love to ride decal works number one for many reasons pulpamex 23 is a code to save to get 20 percent off your custom graphics so please check out those guys we'll tell you more about the other guys later but speaking of decal works speaking of socal gear it's justin brayton what's up jb how are you Man, that brings back some memories. Yeah, you wore the SoCal. SoCal. Yeah, back in the day, you were SoCal guy. I did. Yeah, I got my first arena cross podium in SoCal gear, and rode my first let's see year or two as a pro in SoCal gear. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome. Way uh, back when. Yeah, absolutely. Fly racing now in the World Supercross. Uh, let me start off with the number one question: like panic button for Justin Brayton in the World Supercross or not? panic button uh i mean i would say no i I don't think you even have to look for it steve we had some well for one we're just happy to be there weege and i are just Mm. just so happy to still be racing at uh you know almost 40 years old so there's that (laughs) and then uh i don't really like to make excuses but i had a little incident tuesday before okay uh, the weekend before the race i had a pinched nerve in my in my back like my upper back and kind of lower neck that if I put, like, if you're holding onto the bars in that position, and if I looked up, it would pinch so bad. My right oh, arm geez. would go numb, yeah, yeah. and it would, like, almost just want me to just let go of the bars. Like, it hurt so bad. So, okay, uh, we just kind of limped around and uh, got a seventh, but no, that's, um, we're fine. We're fine. No okay. Panic. All right. Yeah. I mean, I saw the start in the third main, and it was great, and, you know, then it went backwards from there. So, but, yeah, it sounds like yeah. you had an issue. So. <laughs> Uh, did yeah. you, did you, uh, get like kicked in the ass, like, or something or anything you can trace it to? Oh, I, I know exactly. I had like three laps to go in a okay. club of X <laughs> and, uh, there was a, like a triple, triple, triple into a 90 degree turn that went into whoops. Mm-hmm. And I would always land off the three end of the turn and go wide. And I'm like, man, I wonder if I could land seated mm-hmm. and catch the inside and like go down the left side of the yeah. whoops. Well, I try it. I came up just a, just tagged it a little bit on the seat and i'm just like boom it just jarred everything Ugh. in my back and neck and and i couldn't turn my head like i came home and i was talking to or i you know i obviously walk in the door and Paige is like what happened i couldn't turn my neck at all <laughs> so yeah wow. it was a bummer but you got it's what it is you got a little time to get ready for round two so we got a little time. We got a little time is on our side. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how was yeah, how was yeah. year two of the world rounds? How was uh, organization, format, track? Uh, how was it? Um, it was okay. You know, I'm a little bit caught in the middle, to be honest, because I really like Adam and and what he's done. I've uh-huh. been a part of the Ozex Open for a long time, part of the Australian Supercross series. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not it's no different than any of that right so you know i do have an issue with obviously it's called a world championship and mm-hmm. the people that 
act like so serious about it, like it's it's everything and it's the world stage and this and that and and maybe it will be at one time, but I I find that hard, you know, and it's probably not even coming from Adam. Adam's really realistic and yep on his goals and where he wants it to go and you know can do I think it could succeed possibly, but you know right now it's not American Supergoss, right? Right. So yeah. That's where I find it just a little bit of an issue, but it's also, you know, then you have the other folks that are like kind of mocking it and making a joke of it. It's like, man, there's a lot of people there that's that have never seen us race before. I mean, you were in Cardiff last year. The fans were stoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's riders that are making a great living. Um, you know, I've done this schedule for a long time. As you know, Steve, this is no different for me. So, uh, but now there's other people that can get on teams and yeah. have some support. I think about Cade, you know, rode with him all kind of before the race going into the world stuff. And, you know, he's making a good living racing supercross around the world. And yeah, um, yeah, I, so yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I just have a problem with the people that are like, think it's the (laughs) end all be all and it's the world world championship. And yeah, my race tech rant the other night on my show was about sort of like, like I, 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 it's not American Supercross. It's not going to be World American Supercross. I wish them nothing but the best. And I don't like sort of the snide comments from some of the industry, the, even my friends in group text. I don't really like it because teams are getting paid, riders are getting paid, and we have something else to watch. Like, what is the downside? What? Where's the downside? Uh, you know, I, I think it's great. Um, so more power yeah, to them. Like, yeah. it's, it's all good I, on my end. I 100% agree and there's a place for it. Will it, you know, is it the, like I said, is it the best of the best right now? No, that's obvious. So for Mm -hmm. the people that act like it is, don't act like it is. And then for the people that are mocking it, like, come on, it's creating a lot of jobs. And, you know, for the media, it's creating more media and buzz. And uh, I think if they can find their spot, which I think is the fall, you know, no different than the Bursties and Genevas of the world have a five, six, seven round, series then and you get some wild card guys and i mean we've you've been going to bursty a lot longer than i have but i've been there a lot and raced all around the world and those are some of the most fun events Mm -hmm. and the fans are just absolutely stoked so if we could create something like that i think it would be awesome great club sandwiches too you know so great club sandwiches (laughs) right in the hotel don't have to go anywhere (laughs) all right let's get into this millville this weekend um best track on the circuit uh tim richie doesn't like me saying that everyone loves red bud and i get it i understand it millville's not the best uh uh, amenities or the best viewing but it's the best track on the circuit a little narrow in spots but you're with me jb on this i'm with you i'm with you and look you and I might be a little bit biased. It's three hours from where I grew up. You raced some nationals there, not mm-hmm. far from, you know, where you grew up in Canada. But I really think it is. It's the most uh, diverse track. It has sand. It has clay. It has elevation. Um, yeah, yeah, as far as when you're there, like the facility, the the creek running through the place, obviously it's called Spring Creek. Uh, I, I just – I love it. I think it's so cool. And then you have the, the Millville sand whoops that are just – yeah. They're famous in their own right, right? When I remember going there as a kid and, and uh, you know, the one problem you mentioned for viewing, I would always have to have to pick. All right, you going to watch from the whoops this motor or are you going to watch from the <laughs> Yeah, hill? yeah, same thing. And you would always yeah. switch it up, and that's kind of like the nostalgia in it as well. And, you know, who's going to be good in the sand whoops? Yeah. And, and they change every moto, and every year you go there, they, they change. So I'm with you. Uh, I, I love the track and the facility. A little bit far from the airport. Yeah. 
Um, but Redbud, you know, 4th of July, you can't really compare that weekend. And Redbud's an amazing track. But I think just overall, yeah, yeah it's tough to beat Millville. It's got everything. Uh, the start, we were talking about the start on Monday, and JT was like, yeah, I don't like it. You know, a lot of riders kind of don't like it. It is fast. Uh, you know, it's a right-hander, uh, fast. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Does it is, it, is it, is it okay? Does it need to be changed up? Or is that the one sketchy part of it? Uh, it's definitely sketchy for sure. <laughs> Cause you have a ton of speed yeah. and you got guys coming from the outside. You know, I raced some local races there back in the day and there were some local guys that would line up like way far left of the box and just mm-hmm. big sweeping, you know, never let off, but then you got the guys from the inside. Are they going to drive it in deep? And are you going to Clyde? And like, who? Yeah. It's a game of chicken. Yeah. You also don't have your rear brake. Obviously, you know, you can make a big deal about that as well. You got to stick mm-hmm. your right foot out at some point, so you don't have your rear brake. And then also, it keeps going too. Like it's just, you know, it's a ninety up a little hill, ninety again, wide open back down. It's, it's the length or or even faster than the start straight. So yeah. really, really high speed. Uh, does it have to go? I don't think so. I mean, it, it's no doubt it's dangerous. There's been first-turn crashes there for years. I've been in a couple of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, with the greats, you know, are, are guys going to be closer than they've ever been? That's kind of to be determined. But it's definitely a scary a scary start. I don't know what they could do different. You know, they'd mm-hmm. have to they'd have to reroute the whole place. You've got that starting, um, yeah. you know, this big – announcer's tower or whatever that they just built uh not long ago and yeah true you'd have to really so i don't know yeah. what what would you do different steve if you changed it you'd have to really move it'd no, be a lot of work to change i wouldn't so. change it motocross is dangerous it's got uh everything's yeah, got you know sure. yeah everything's got its own uh, risk inherent in in each track and and that one is uh yeah. is a little sketchy as you said uh i've done it as well and yeah it is what it is man you know so uh I, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of, I, I, I kind of like it, uh, but it is a great track, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going there this weekend. Let's talk 450. So, Kenny got real close to beating Jet. High point. Jet had an off weekend. Then you know we go to Red Bud, and Dylan was reeling him in a little bit. Then Jet kind of pulled back away, and I was like saying, well, when Sexton gets up to speed, you know, I think he's going to be better. And I, I don't know about this undefeated stuff, uh, all of this, and. And I guess it was just the sand, but it was an ass whooping this past weekend in Southwick. So, are we in for another ass whooping, or is Chase going to get better and Dylan going to get better and and actually try to challenge Jet Lawrence, JB? What's your thoughts? Uh, it's whatever Jet wants it to be. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Steve, it's look. We've been around a long time and seen a lot of riders. You've been you've seen much more than I have, and I don't know if I've ever ever seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. I mean. When I watch him ride, it makes me want to go outside and put my gear on and go ride Southwick. And then it shows the other riders, and it's like, wait, no, never mind, I'm going to go back. And you see uh, Phil trying to fall down. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see him trying to line dance on the side of the track. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait, that's what normal humans look like, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I don't know, man, his maturity, the way he rides the bike, his bike looks incredible underneath him. Like, yeah. it just – Yep. It's working perfect, but what, you know, is that the bike or is it Jet? It's a, probably a combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, his starts are killer. Dylan's got him a couple times on the starts, but he can just pass the guys at will and then kind of do what he wants. So I, I don't see <laughs> okay. much different. I, I, was, I just don't. Yeah, I wish I could right, say yeah. that. Yeah, I wish I could say, like, yeah, man, Chase is going to beat him. And 
look, I like Chase just like all of us, but yeah. you know, he's still on the back foot a little bit, I believe, and and he probably needs that break coming up here in a couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. I just think Jet goes one one. Yeah, I don't. I mean, so the only way have to happen for him to get beat. Yeah, so the only way you think he's getting beat is a, a tip over, a first bad start, or maybe not even a bad start, but a first turn crack. Like something has to happen yeah. for him to lose. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, you know. You could arguably say that Mount Morris, uh, he had an off day. I mean, he flipped over the handlebars and still came back to win and, and yep. fairly easy, you know. He kind of tracked Ken mm-hmm. down. Um, you know, if, we'll see if Ken shows up at one, he's, one of the races well, coming up. My next question, yeah, he's coming to Dilla and Bud's. Yeah, so, which he's incredible at. He is at good at Unadilla. <laughs> yeah. He's really, really good there. And I think he'll have more preparation uh, he'll also come in really rested, so that that could be really interesting if he. Okay. What what if the storyline is that he just comes in for two or three races and he's the one who gets an overall or something? That'd be pretty crazy. He looked he looked incredible uh, at World Supercross. Happen. He looked great in World Supercross. I watched you know his he looked. I mean, obviously again, you know, not the steepest competition, but um, yeah, yeah. he looked really good. <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's. He's getting good awesome. on all fronts right now. <laughs> yeah. I can I can vouch. I mean, he's good mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. He loves the bike. You know, he, he's in a really good place. He yeah. is. And so, yeah, could he show up and beat him? I also think Chase, after the break, you know, maybe mm-hmm. comes back and, and gets a moto. But I'm enjoying watching Jet, Steve. It's it's incredible. It's, it's really, really fun to watch the way he – it's technique and all of it. It's it's impressive. great. So I kind of talked about it on my Monday show, like Washugal. He's never won a moto there. He's won overalls. Washugal is the site that Ricky lost at. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it, as you know, it's a weird track, no traction, shadows, um, all of that. Like, is it Washugal or no? Or are you, are you just are you on the same page as what you just said? Well, I just think it Washugal is pretty start dependent because it's really hard to pass. Mm-hmm. So if Chase can hole shot him, I, I don't know. I don't know Dylan's record there. Is Dylan pretty good at Washougal? I don't. Nothing stands out in my mind, no. Yeah, I feel like Chase kind of stands out. I think Chase is good there, obviously, with his technique and stuff. But Jet's starts are just so good. So if the track's start dependent and Jet gets out front and then we, you know, we praise Chase for his his technique and smooth. Well, guess what Jet is? Smooth. And <laughs> yeah. His technique is great. And, um, yeah, I think if Chase can get out front and Jet starts fifth, can Chase beat him at Washougal? For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but does Jet start fifth? And does <laughs> Chase get the whole shot is the thing. I mean, Jet, his starts are yeah. really, really on point as well. So. No, absolutely. Uh, Justin Brayton on Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Again, Ken Roxon coming out for Unadilla and Bud's Creek Rethink. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at Maxis Tires. Uh, Jace Kessler running Maxis out there. A-Ray was running Maxis before he hung it up. Our, our guy A-Ray. That's it. No more highlights anymore, JB, of Alex Ray and Supercross. It's sad. It's a sad year. Sad uh, year in moto. Shop.maxis.com for more information. Soft to intermediate, intermediate to hard. Mountain bike tires are great as well. Uh, I'm sure you've got some Maxis on your Levos out there in uh, in North Carolina. So, um, yeah, thanks to the folks at Maxis for coming on board. All right, let's take some phone calls. Uh, we do have our full lines for Justin Brayton here. Remember John Hedden, JB? Remember John and Jeff? Oh, yeah. yeah he, well, he's on Kansas, line one. Right? John Hedden, what's yeah. up, man? Hey, how are you guys doing? We're good, man. How are you? 
I'm good. Yeah, uh, JB, uh, right at the end of our career, uh, we raced you a couple of times. I remember specifically uh, one arena cross uh, in our hometown in Wichita, Kansas. You came up there and uh, you won. My brother got second and I got third. Uh, nice. I think it was like a little nice. regional arena cross, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think, yeah that may have, may have even been before you started racing Supercross. It would have been, yeah, it would have been uh, like anyway, 2002 or so, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I guess you guys kind of already answered my question, but, I mean, I'm really interested to see if Jet can uh, do this in Supercross. Uh, I mean, is it just a 450 thing or what? Mm, yeah, what do you – well – He's, he's going to win a bunch of Supercrosses. That, that is no doubt. Uh, right, JB? I mean, this, this to me, absolutely just picks it up right right back up, right? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and you know, we were, we were just talking about his starts. And that, obviously, it's so important in Supercross. And, and I think it's just going to fully transfer over. I think we're going to see uh, something maybe we've never seen with his style and technique and you know, it, it's it's going to be incredible. I, I really, I really think it is, and you know, it'll be interesting to see if, if Chase and Kenny and you know, who knows if, if Eli comes back if they can match him, and they'll match him certain weekends. But yeah, I really think there's going to be weekends that he's, you know, our jaws are on the ground and he hole shots and, right. and wins by 10 seconds. You know, pretty easily. Thanks, John. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, we got Dan on five. Question for you about World Supercross. Dan, uh, what's your question for Justin Brayton? Hey, um, hey Justin. Um, I was wondering what you think about – I've heard comments made about the fact that um, with World Supercross that it's, it's a better plan in that the um, promoters, teams, and riders are more of um, you know a, a complete unit, that they work to get together as far as getting paid-wise. Um, versus, you know, any American series, Supercross or, or Motocross, and getting paid, you know, getting, you know, riders getting paid directly from the teams. Do you think in the long run it's, it's truly a better uh, program? Or in my opinion, like, I always feel like, you know, uh, a, a team is going to pay a rider what they feel like paying a rider. You obviously command a little bit more money than, you know, a Cade Clayson, but, you know, in the end, is he going to be able to truly make a, a living versus writing in America? You know, it's a good question. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just jump in here. There are some criticisms, and I've, I've talked about them, like the money goes to the teams. The money's about double a Supercross. Maybe not this year, but in past years. And I've heard of some of these teams, uh, you know, kind of low-balling riders a bit, JB. And, uh, you know, I'm look, riders are desperate. They'll ride for whatever. But I don't know if that's necessarily great to have. But, uh, but it is interesting, JB. Now go ahead. Yeah, and it's really similar to the NASCAR model, you know, with I know for sure like drivers, say a Jimmy Johnson, for instance, he can demand more salary and more of the track pay. Like a lot of times it was 50-50 in NASCAR. There, you know, if you win the Daytona 500, it's a couple million bucks. Driver gets a million, team gets a million. Then, But then if you're a guy like Jimmy who demands a high salary, maybe he just takes less of the purse. Like it's all negotiating. Mm-hmm. So it's really all the same thing. It's just coming from a different pot. So for a guy like Cade, you know, he negotiates his American Supercross deal, and I don't know what Cade would get paid, but um, let's just throw it. Say he gets 50 grand salary and he gets to keep all of his purse money. Well, now the world stuff, I do think it is kind of good, especially to keep teams like uh, MCR, like Uribe or Craig Dack, uh, Rick Ware, 
these guys that are you don't have a ton of you know you don't have a corporation behind you like a Honda or something that's that's just unlimited budget so they got to get money from somewhere but they're going to say okay I'm going to try to pay my expenses out of this bonus if you win in World Supercross I think it's 40k mm-hmm. um, they get to keep half of that or what like it's all negotiable right like last year mine uh, Genova got part of the of the purse I negotiated a little bit higher salary gave him more of the purse this year I've got uh, I get a hundred percent of the purse um, and a pretty good salary as well so it's just all negotiable it's just it's just no different you're just trying to figure out would, uh, what it's going to take for you to you go like racing, that? and that's the money you want. Would you like that for American? Do you think that, that there's a future in that, in doing that over here? Well, I don't know because you're, you're dealing with different players. You're dealing with factory Honda and factory Kawasaki and all yeah. these. You're not dealing with private teams. I think that model is more of a private team model, mm-hmm. and that's what you have in NASCAR and, sure. and you know some MotoGP and um, so I think it's just trying to get the Genovas of the world a little bit of money and to feel good about it. You know, I would spend hours talking to Coy about just he just wanted to get something. He didn't care if it was five dollars. He wanted to feel like <laughs> yeah. a part of something. You right. know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. So it makes yep. you feel like you're a part of it. And you and look, it's never gonna that money that they're earning in World Supercross is never gonna pay everything. Mm-hmm. But at least if you're a team owner and you're spending a million bucks a year, at least you can recoup some of it and feel good about going to the race. And um, yeah, I think, and then, yeah, there's, they, they've got their own bank accounts. Like you're not dealing with Honda corporation that just yeah. has millions and millions. Yeah. I'd love to see something where the teams in America, you know, if you had uh, one guy to make a night show, two guys make a night show, three guys, whatever, however many guys make a night show, uh, which is IE mm-hmm. the show at night. Um, it's worth something. Feld should pay you something, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, the AMA pays the purse, or Feld pays the purse. You can't really get a straight answer on who pays purses, so I don't mm-hmm. know how we're going to change that in America. But I like the World Supercross uh, method. I just wish some of these riders would tell some of these teams for these deals, like, no, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not going for a thousand bucks a weekend, you know, or whatever. Like, there's some guys not yeah. getting great deals. So yeah, there was also. Uh, when we did X Games back in the day, mm-hmm. um, when I won it, I know JGR got twenty five grand. So okay. ESPN or whoever paid the yep. winning team twenty five grand, and then I got I think it was thirty grand or something yep. to win as well. So that's kind of cool for a team to spend money. They feel like they have a chance to actually recoup something. You know? Sure, Dan. Uh, good question, man. Thanks for the call. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Rex is on four. What's up, Rex? Yeah, uh, I was just wondering, Justin, what's your take being a veteran in the sport um, on dealing with uh, fans and spectators asking for autographs and stuff? I mean, everybody knows you're a great guy all around. But uh, dealing with them, and I, I know we all know how Steve feels about lots of uh, strange people coming up to him and talking to him, but uh, how do you handle it and what would you expect out of a uh, uh, spectator coming up to talk to you Justin, uh, it, it's a great question, and it's kind of a two-part answer. But the first one is, it's really, really difficult on race day to have that face on and be chatty uh, because you're you're focusing so much on the race, and it's usually in between practice and the race. So you're reviewing film, you want to get a nap, you want to get some food. It's just really, really hard timing. And then for me. I'm not much of a surface level guy. Like, hey man, how you doing? Oh, good. Okay. Hey man, how you doing? Oh, good. 
I don't really like that. I, I would rather have 10 or 15 spectators that I could show around the truck, uh, talk to them about where they're from, do they ride, do they not. So it's really, really difficult to just have a line of people and, and you, you know, your mind's on something else. So, you know, I give it to, like, MC was so good at it. He, you know, everybody who came through the line, you would feel like you're friends with them. Um, Pastrana. So it's just yeah, difficult Pastrana. timing. If there's fans out there that say, well, this guy was mean to me or whatever, well, think about if you were in your office or if you were a doctor in surgery and fa- and random people came up to you and like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Hey, can you sign this while the guy's in surgery? It's no different. We're at work. We're racing. There's a lot of lot on the line. So it can get difficult. Yeah. All right, Rex. Anything else? No, that should be it. Thank you very much right. for your time. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. It's fake news that you I don't, don't like strangers. It's that's fake news. What, what I don't want to do, and I've said this over and over, I, I'm very friendly at the races. But what I don't want to do is like go mountain biking with you, or like people say, "Hey, I'm in Vegas. Come meet me for a beer." You know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know you. You could be a weirdo. I don't want to be stuck in some room or mountain biking with some guy that is a weirdo. So, but I'm yeah. I'm fine to talk to people. But it's 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 turn turn that into you know people me not liking people. So. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean, Steve, though? Like some of the fans judge yeah. a rider or athlete off the 10 yeah. seconds that they got to see him, and there's so much going on in a in a, in a day mm-hmm. that I guess I would just say for the fans, like there's a lot there's a lot of stress on the on the rider, so don't take it personal if they're short with you. For sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, 100%, by the way, Pulp 30 is the code to save on everything 100%. San Diego-based company 100% brand has always been synonymous with American Motocross. Since the 1980s, they've been iconic moments, and they've been a part of a lot of those. Uh, downhill mountain biking, BMX, uh, street bike racing, MLB, snowboarding, all genres of running. Uh, Jet Lawrence, 100% goggles, star racing, Yamaha, Cooper, Webb, when he was racing, uh, AP, wearing 100% goggles. Pulp 30 is the code to save with those guys on everything um, uh, under the sun at 100%. So thanks to, thanks to those guys. Uh, JB, Shane McElrath coming in this weekend. I don't know if you heard this, but the 12 will be on a, uh, on a, on a Yamaha. Yeah, he mentioned that to me when we were in Birmingham. Got to obviously talk to Shane for a little bit and mm-hmm. – and, uh, yeah, he mentioned his summer plans. I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool. Uh, go get some more points and show up at the SMX races. And uh, that'll be interesting. You know, that kind of fill group, right? Can Shane be above that or can he be in that mix? You know, there's a lot of, like, you've got Jet and then you've got the next podium group. And then yeah. you've got, like, kind of Master Pool in there and you've got Garrett now. Yep. In that mix, you've got Phil getting better. So where will Shane slot in? That's going to be interesting. But I think it's cool. Go! I, I saw on Instagram he went and bought the bike on his own. And yeah, I love it. Uh, SMX points, man. You see these guys doing the math, talking about it, coming back. Like Cartwright was in on Monday. He's like, I, I I'm going to miss out. I really want those points. Uh, yeah, the SMX is having the intended effect of of guys just trying to get into that top thirty. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's working great for sure, and there is a lot of money on the line, and man, what is it, twenty five grand to the last place guy? So yep, I don't blame them. Go go buy a bike and and go do a few races, and also keep racing. You know, there's such a big break. Yeah, in WSX, like I, I tell people all the time, race, race anything. You know, go go race a fair race if you have to. Just keep racing, and um, mm-hmm. and Shane's, you know, for him, go do some nationals, and and look. He, I don't know if he has a ride next year, so maybe right. this could be oh. 
you know, little show of what he can do. And Colt's coming out for Washugo. Colt Nichols will be at Washugo again, SMX points. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, yeah, like we're, it's doing, it's working out. Uh, Adam, what's going on, man? Hey, Steve, I have an article idea for you. Okay. Um, kind of like the dirt bike shootouts, but you keep saying that Millville's the best track. So a national shootout, you know, best track, best dirt, viewing, crowd. Adam, I've already done this. I've already done this. Uh, maybe like two years ago, maybe three years ago uh, on pulpamex.com. So Google pulpamex.com national tracks ranked or something. Uh, and the article should come up. I ranked them from like amenities like Starbucks and restaurants to dirt, to viewing, to track. Yeah, I, I ranked them all. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out, man. Let me know. Thanks. All right, thanks. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. I deliver the articles. Was Steel City on there, Steve? Was Steel City on there? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Jordan on one. Yeah, I'm going to Google it right now. Jordan, what's your question, man? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Jordan from the elevator at Indy Supercross. Oh, hey, what's up, man? This. Yeah, you were way yeah. too excited, way too excited to meet me, dude. Yeah, I, I just wanted to, to your uh, to the guy's point about the strangers and stuff. You, you were very friendly uh, to me. Uh, but anyways, uh, my question was, uh, you, you guys have been talking about um, Jet and um, and Chase Sexton, like, you know, both being alpha dogs and not wanting to – Maybe share the spotlight on the same team. Um, what if what if Tomac comes back? Uh, you know, how's that going to work with Cooper Webb? They've they've battled for championships, several of them. What do you think? How's that going to work if if uh, if he comes back, JB? Well, I think Tomac's unique because he whatever team he's on, he kind of does his own program. He's based out of Colorado, ninety five percent of the time. Um, he's got his motorhome at the race, so a lot of the higher end guys, even though they're on the same team. There may not be, you know, like Coop will probably have his own bus and, and Eli will have his and, um, you know, Coop will ride at the, at the what do they call it, the goat farm or whatever still, but and Eli probably won't. So I think they'll be separate enough, and then they're both mature enough as well. Like they'll – I think they'll work fine together. I really do. Yeah, I think it's a little different because I think both guys are older and, you know, they're, they don't got that much time left in the sport. And uh, I was surprised. We had Justin Cooper on Monday's show, and I asked him about Eli. He's like, yeah, I don't really talk to him. <laughs> I'm like, like, like I know he has, yeah, I'm not saying he's out the go farm all the time, but he's been there a couple of times. And then you would think at the races, I know they're different trucks, but you would think they would pass or talk. But Justin Cooper was like, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, nah. So, you know, I think, uh, I think he does do his own thing, you know? So. Okay, got you. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the the national article I couldn't find it, but we found it. It's 2017. I did it. So I said I said two years ago. Uh, yeah, two years. 2017. I ranked all the national tracks. Um, hey, uh, uh, so Adam, check that out. Uh, and also, uh, Jordan, do you want a pair of goggles or a set of fly racing board shorts? Um, I think I'll take the goggles. I appreciate it. All right, stay on hold, man. We'll get them to you. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. JB, before we let you go here, a couple things. 250 class. This thing's wide open. Uh, do you think Hunter's dealing with some rib injuries? We saw he wasn't 100%. Obviously, the bike issue, too. Uh, do you think it's a matter of Hunter just kind of picking up where he left off, or do we have ourselves a hell of a chase here? Man, I'm so excited for the next two weeks because I think that's going to tell the tale of it. You know, if Hunter can come out this weekend and – let's say he goes 2-1 or 3-1 or 1-1 or whatever and kind of gets gets a stranglehold back on the series, 
I think it's over for everybody. But if you're Justin Cooper or Hayden or, you know, who else is there, Shimoda, like they're, they legit think they're in it, but they need to really get back in it these next two weeks. Because if, if they go into the break any more points down than they already are, I think Hunter's got it fairly easy okay. down the stretch. Look, yeah. anything can happen, obviously. But yep. I really think these next two weekends are really, really important for all of them because I think Hunter can, like I said, establish his dominance mm-hmm. in the next two weeks. And if he wins these overalls and you know gets the points lead back and and maybe has you know 15 or so uh, going into the break, then I think it's Hunter's. I really do. But like you said, if he's got a rib injury and yeah. And these guys, you know, these other guys, uh, you know, smell blood in the water. It's, mm-hmm. it's game on. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. I know that. All right, we we propose just filming RJ twenty four seven these next few yeah, weeks. Yeah, RJ just... I forgot about him. He <laughs> he's in it as well. Look, anything can happen with RJ. He's not going to give up. Yeah. Uh, his starts though, if he could just get some good starts. Yeah. That's it. I mean, the first hundred feet of the race is is. Um, basically will determine how he's going to do. His average first lap position is 16th or something. It's just unbelievable. Crazy. Like, it's just, yeah. what are you doing, you know? So Yeah. Uh, and that's first lap, right? So yeah. imagine what he is around the first turn. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, <laughs> 32nd. <laughs> hard, to, uh, hard to beat that. Uh, all right, JB, before we let you go, I always ask the guests who's going to win this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go Jet. You're going to go Jet Lawrence. We get that. Uh, who's going to win 250s? Uh, I think Justin Cooper wins wins two fifty. I think his starts are are really good. He uh you know, had a good Southwick. Um yeah, I just think he mm-hmm. he bounces back and gets his first win of the season. Okay. Fair enough, man. Uh thanks for the time, J B. Always appreciate it. Uh I'll see you in the group text making fun of Phil, uh, you know, the next right. couple of days or so. <laughs> so seems to be what we like to do over there. Yeah, cool. Thanks, All right. Steve. Thanks, JB. Uh, appreciate it. That's Justin Brayton on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Plum Creek Funding. If you're looking to purchase a new home in 2023, first-time buyer, investor, vacation home. If you have a vacation home like Mark's, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. You already own a home looking to pull cash out. Contact a pro with over 25 years of experience. Z-A-C-H, Zach, at PlumCreekFunding.com, P-U-L-M, CreekFunding.com. Reach out to Zach, and uh, thank you to those guys uh, for coming on board. PlumCreekFunding.com. And uh, appreciate that. Uh, all right, next guest from Vital MX, Michael Lindsay. What's up, ML? How are you? I'm doing good. Yourself? We're great, man. Do we have a Do we have a dark update? Like he's in Cali. He's lurking uh, in Cali. He's, he's He's on a pl- well. He's in an airport. Uh, hopefully, he makes it to Millville in one piece. We'll see. Okay. There is There is something happening on tomorrow uh, with Fly Racing guys, and there's an embargo on it. Are you worried about him breaking the embargo again? I mean, it, it, it's very likely. I wouldn't be surprised if he just walks in the room and posts something on Twitter immediately. Or okay. uh, between either of you, I, I don't know which one of you is going to screw up and break uh, the embargo. I'm fine, dude. I'm good. Uh, we do have Jared on the Mr. phone. Embargo. We have Jared on the phone talking about fantasy sleepers, and I want to get the Millville talk with you. But also, ML. Uh, by the way, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call, ML. You are the Jerry Whisperer. What in the hell's oh, been no. going on? And would you pick him this weekend for Pulp Mix Fantasy? What's the handicap? I hadn't looked yet. Uh, what uh, What do you think, Marks? Is, is it a 14? A six? For who? 14 Jerry. What? Isn't it up to 12? Mm, well, yeah, it, I think it is getting up there. It's actually. up there right yeah. now. Um, oh, I, I, I would answer. for Melville. Hey, can you put it together? I mean, two yeah, motos? 
Yeah, no, no. He's had a good week. I talked to him yesterday. <laughs> he's trying to spend. He's had a good week. Red, red though, was not good. Pretty much the high point. High point almost right. I know, like your death experience. The Cali Jerry needs to come back. Yeah, I think he was too soft when he went East Coast. He he was. Uh, okay. He's got a lot stiff this week. He's he's a lot better. I mean, one track he will probably. I mean. It'll either go good or go bad. He will kill himself yeah. in Millville for good results in front of the hometown fans. He's 12. He's a 12. He's 12. I would take him. Unless something really weird looks like up in qualifying, I would take him at a 12. Okay. All right. Uh, well, let's continue on the fantasy um, the realm. Uh, we have uh, uh, Jared wants to talk fantasy sleeper. Jared, what's going on, man? What's your fantasy sleeper? What's up, Steve? This is Jared. Um, I just wanted to let you know about a fantasy sleeper. Yeah. Brian the pressure saunders on the 971 KTM from Pennsylvania. I am calling 15-15 finishes. Whoa. This kid really sends it. Sends it. I've, I've known him ever since since I'm like 10 years old. So uh, I've raced his dad when we were when we were back in the day. So okay. it, it'd be pretty cool to see him put it up there. It's on the 250 class. So 15-15. Yep. Okay. All right. This reminds me, there was a guy that was... Yeah, we call him Brian the Pressure Saunders. Brian the Pressure Saunders. Yes, sir. Okay. This reminds me, there was somebody preseason trying to convince him. Well, now you have put a lot of heat on him, a lot of pressure on him on the show. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Okay. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I've never heard, heard of Brian Saunders. Wow. ML? There, there was somebody trying to convince me uh, preseason. Who is it that came back X Pro? Billy Ainsworth. Somebody was trying to tell me, "Oh man, I see him ride all the time. Definitely top twenty material. Didn't make the first two nationals." Okay. I, I there was somebody there down for him talking about some kid at Washougal. They thought that was going to kill it and didn't make the first couple nationals. So we'll see. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, Washougal, the the two stroke bounty thing. Uh, Carson Brown's going to get this right. I had I, I did have uh, a Rod reach out to me asking me if it was for real um, and uh, if he was going to ride a two stroke. So. Building well. Speaking of your Jerry Whisper, I'm building Jerry a bike this week for it. Oh, okay. So we yeah. it, it heads it's heading that way on Thursday. All right. Well, that'll be interesting. Seven zero two five eight six. Pulp. We got a question from Michael Lindsay about Millville or anything else. Give us a call. Still giving away a set of Fly Racing Beach shorts as well. Um, all right. Right now, uh, ML. It's early, but we are coming up to Disney Nation's time. Who do you who do you pick? Who wh- what do you think? Do you think Chase goes? And if not, uh, who do you pick? Well, so if, if, if Chase goes, um, of course, Chase team captain, 450 kind of depends on how Barsh is when he comes back, kind of depends on Aaron's back. I'm all in on RJ on a 450 personally. I am all in on that if he has a good couple rounds. And then I, you have to take Hayden on the 250 at this point. I won't take RJ on the 250, but I would take RJ on the 450. Really? Okay. Yeah. You're just... I just okay. So as we know, like one of your biggest risks going destinations is your 250 guy, his ability to put together some decent score mm. on the board, not have a bad weekend. I don't know why, but I feel more strongly about RJ being calm on a 450. I don't know if I'd risk him being on a 250 at destinations. Okay, what do you uh, if Chase doesn't go because of the switch to KTM? What do you do? Uh, that even falls more to my like. Okay, again, uh, you, you're pretty much stuck between what Barsha and AP at that point. Depends which yeah, one's riding I mean, better. If, yeah, Barsha's up to speed. Yeah, yeah, and then again, I still lean towards like uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of moving two fifty guys up. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe look at two fifty, but I heard someone last night like it's kind of slim pickings because 
AC and Anderson can't go because Cowie won't send anything. Um, yeah, you're, you're running out of options really quick. I think at that point you may put RJ on a 450. Yeah, again, yeah. I'm I'm all about it because I don't know, just random chance. Like I for some reason it's like okay, are both Barsh and AP going to be good then? Let's see. You know, we got plenty of time to pick. Luckily, you know, as much time we as SMX because was we usually announce our. I mean, in years past we would announce our team. We try to at Unadilla. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling this year is going to be one of those late years. Like we're probably not going to know till Buds or Ironman. You know, yeah. who probably I'm guessing will wait to Ironman to pick our team. Yeah. Yeah, we we pushed it back later as well last year, so you know it's been done, right? Yeah, who's your who's who's your biggest worry for other countries? I was thinking about the other night, like depending on Gillian, Australia. I was also kind of Spain. Like Fernandez is riding so good this year. If Ferris is good and healthy by then, like Spain could have a solid three man team with Prado, Fernandez, and Ferris. Yeah, yeah, really good. Although maybe they send Butron. He said he's ridden there nine times. (laughs) I mean, good God, I still. I still am shocked at Butron, the second moto at Southwick. What in the yeah, hell? Yeah, I don't know. He was <laughs> he was on it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Phil Phil thinks he was on some sort of Spanish PED, and he wants to get some. So, it's just uh, called tequila. Yeah, he was great, man. He was awesome. Yeah, old man strength, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, hey, we're going to have uh, a Kenny back for Unadilla and Bud's Creek. Uh, you think he's as close to Jed as he was at High Point? Uh, Unadilla is a great track for him. I think at Dilla, not as much buds. I, I could see it at Dilla, though. Um, yeah, kind of just the more long-rutted thing. I don't know. But I'd have to go back and look and see how good Kenny has been at buds, but I would lean towards Dilla being being the better one. And, of course, like many people, I'm subscribed to. I think Chase can get it done at Shugel, maybe Dilla, but I, I feel like Shugel's the weekend, the perfect streak finally gets broken. Yeah, I'm kind of with you a little bit, but, God, this jet looks so good uh, right now. Um Hey, 250 class, let's talk a little bit about that. What uh, Hayden's got the red plate. Hunter's got a rib injury. RJ's coming. Justin Cooper was on the show Monday. He's back into this thing. Are we in for a battle royale, or are we just is Hunter just going to be that much better again once he gets healthy? I mean, this weekend and the next one will tell the tale, but I don't know. Like, Hunter, he had the rib injury coming into the season. Still rode fantastic. I kind of wonder when you rebash him, like, okay, yep. between that and a little bit of the arm symptoms, you'd think he's probably the worst off he's been at this point. And we're getting into hotter rounds, and I think he admitted, like, he barely was riding since mm-hmm. the beginning of the season. Up until the break, he found a decent week. You kind of wonder, like, is that finally going to catch up with him? Now he's fucked and he's not riding during the week again, so... Yeah does this start to compile eventually? Like, how how much of the season can he run on base fitness before it starts to bite him a little bit and the performances are just a little bit off? I mean, yes, if you're if you're Deegan, you have the points gap, you can hang in there for – you can afford to have – he doesn't have to go out and kill it this weekend, but I feel like, you know, RJ and Jay Cooper sort of closer to do-or-die situation. Yeah. Like, they need to – they can't afford to just – like the best thing for Hunter is I think if Hunter gets through the next two races and doesn't lose points on any of those guys, if he just kind of mixes up results with mm-hmm. him, gets the two, three weeks off to be healthy, it's pretty hard to bet against Hunter in the final three. Somebody, whether it's Hayden, Hayden's got a little more breathing room, but your, your Jay Coop and your RJs have to step up the next two races to have a chance at this thing. They can't just sit back and go, oh, I'll just stay in and figure it out in the last three because, no, Hunter will be too good in the last three. Yeah, he should. Hunter should be better, right? I'm with you on that in the last three. He's going to. Have some time off and, and regroup and all of that. 
it is it is fun though at least like comparable to europe like the 250 classes are the the only thing giving us storylines right now you know yep. yes what jet is doing 450s is freaking awesome it's amazing to watch but at the same time i'm just glued to 250s every week Millville, I'm hoping for an RJ win. I want to see chaos. I want, I want RJ uh, <laughs> take the win this weekend. I want chaos. Yeah, or or Cooper. Cooper would throw chaos or into Cooper. it too. Um, do you? Yeah. Are you surprised at how? I mean, look, Southwick's tough. I get it. Uh, first race was red, but are you surprised at how uh, tough it has been for Jason Anderson to get up to you know to AP level or around there? Um, not too much because I guess talking to him like he. During the time off, he was off the bike, I think, with the neck. I think he may have been off training and everything. It kind of sounded like from talking to him. I don't think he's really been able to do anything. And then just kind of rode for a week and a half and decided to go racing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not terribly shocked. He kind of even said, like, yeah, it's just it's better than riding four days a week, getting you know getting my butt kicked and at least getting after it. But, yep. Yep. yeah, I guess a little bit when you also weigh the fact that I don't think AP is doing particularly great at the moment. It's it's kind of like any of those 450 guys, like ACAP, Anderson, you're all kind of like, why are you guys all here? Boutron's blowing your <laughs> your doors off. March, is like, March Banks, Boutron, yeah, the tie, master pool, yep. Yeah, those gaps back to them. You know, it's I you see it a lot on social media. You see it a lot on our forum, people – full keyboard warrior these guys don't deserve the ride i'm not that harsh but i'm also sitting here going eh, you, yeah you got, you're not doing something right at the same time i'm not gonna tell you don't deserve your ride but at the same time i'm wondering what the heck is going on with everybody yeah no absolutely right i mean i i mean ap's got a back injury right now he's dealing with that jason's just getting back i wonder if barsha comes back and immediately grabs uh, a fourth spot or battles with dylan or, or gets up to speed that'll be a little bit of an interesting test yeah, I mean, there is kind of that gap if he can somehow his first race back, get a start and separate because there's definitely this this gap between you know our top three pecking order is sort of mm-hmm. there with with Jet and then Chase and Dylan and Dylan, and then there is kind of a big gap back to AP. So it's to be said, like if Barsha could start with those three guys and immediately get confidence, he could easily slot himself somewhere in the middle because there seems to be a nice gap that somebody could fill right there it's it's you know there's yeah. definitely open space i guess if barsha comes back and like master pool and Marchbanks are just whooping them i i don't know anymore about what to do i'm just out i'm out of this mm-hmm. i guess i don't know maybe i know nothing it just doesn't it nothing, just doesn't make sense yeah anymore. nothing computes right just yeah butron blows by barsha and you're just like okay what's going on you know um at that point you just give wildcat racing factory you just take you take away factory gas gas from tld and give it to wildcat apparently oh that would be great yeah wildcat that'd be that, that, that's that, that's what we need that's what we need more of wildcat um fly racing by the way at fly racing usa on social media check them out some new stuff coming in about 10 days from them and also thanks to the folks at vertex pistons manufacturing in italy the cats and forge pistons are the premier choices for power and performance also an industry leader in manufacturing high performance gaskets made right in the usa piston kits gasket kits and more from the folks at vertex and they got the complete engine rebuild kits as well plum creek funding decal works maxis 100 and get also on board with us michael Lindsay from vital mx on the uh, on the show right now uh what's your takeaway ml from the opening round of, of wsx i don't know if you watched any highlights or did you i guess yeah, I, no, I, you I watched it okay. all yeah um I watched it live. I watched it as a replay broadcast. Um, the racing is about what I expected across the board. Nothing too surprising to me really there. I think 
Yeah, maybe one of them. I thought Hill, like if we're breaking down riders, Justin Hill, um, I thought was pretty impressive for yep. being on the Bud bike. I've heard a lot of comments about the quality of their bikes and their equipment, so I thought Justin was really impressive. Kenny getting beat by Friesma, like, eh, not what I expected. Super short format, mm-hmm. easier tracks, it happens. Broadcast, still, I I made a list of notes. I, I overall felt like the series... I hate to be this harsh. I didn't feel like it took a step forward at all from last year. There was a lot of things that I kind of gritted my teeth at. Okay. It's racing. It's cool. Um, it's still weird having the three-month gap. It feels like a preseason race. I'm more excited for it. I am excited for the second round because I'm excited for it to be racing when we don't have racing and actually be able to focus on it and you know be able to follow it up every week or two with another race and put some care into it i guess right the uh jb was on earlier before you had said put it in the fall and i couldn't agree more yeah i mean at this point like it's it's back to what like the whole original theory this five years the first three years it should have just never have ever tried to compete against anything it should have been they could have got more guys better guys they could have tried to find a way to fit in yeah eventually if it grows eventually it was going to have to overlap with outdoors it's eventually going to have to overlap with destinations but you know, and I'm sure they had bigger aspiration plans, like their original schedules when they were supposed to do six rounds the first year, ten rounds this year, mm-hmm. all the next. Like, if yeah, if the original plan came together, it would have worked. But as of now, it sucks because they are kind of operating in that zone, anyways. Yep. But yeah, we had this one, one round. I, I I think me and you both probably agree on this. At the end of the day, um, I think Adam's got a much better headspace for this. It's kind of a shame that maybe he wasn't as in charge as he is now. I think if that was the case, I don't think we would have the the schedule that we have right now. I just worry, and I like Adam, and I like the World Supercross guys, and like I said earlier, more racing's great, more guys getting paid is great, all of that. I just worry, like, how are they going to survive? I mean, they're going to try to get money from governments, just like the MXGP, yeah. and, and I get that. But is that enough to survive with no energy drink sponsor, no uh, distributor sponsorship, any of that like where is their outside money coming in that's going to be tough because eventually even the you know even the 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 the, the capital uh, group is going to want their money you know yeah because it's an investment like yeah. i think some people confuse that with live golf like live was the saudis themselves like running a series this is an investment group that is going to it's an investment they expect returns eventually they are getting money back i think I mean, Lewis talked about this quite a bit. I think the series is personally more of a success in my book, Doing going the places nobody's gone. I don't really care if they race in Germany or France. I think it's actually a harsh comparison for them because there is that racing in those countries. And as we've seen with mm-hmm. the French round getting canceled, the English round or the British round having an okay turnout, I think it's harder to gain those rounds of success. You go to Singapore, that's kind of an instant win. You go to Abu Dhabi, you go to some of these countries where the events may be sort of being paid for. Um, just racing in those countries, to me, I think is a win for the series on paper. I think it's a great storyline. Um, I am, I kind of wonder, like, you think, okay, yeah, if they're getting enough promotion fee per event, kind of like how F1 runs, like, F1 really makes their money off two major things, the promotion fees from the tracks that are hosting it or the venues, mm-hmm. and the media rights. Media rights is where the, the money is in F1, the TV deals or streaming deals. I think, you know, I don't know if really Panda, yeah, some sponsors would help. I think those are the ones you target for big big money, but yep. you also need people, riders of interest, to make the TV package, like more people want to acquire it. And then I come back to the teams, and you guys, I heard you talking about JB a little bit earlier. I have a major problem with some of these teams just 
they, they got paid really good money last year, and most of them did not pay riders no. anything. They yeah. just offered them purse money. Yeah. And, I, and I've and i had this conversation with Adam that I straight – there was a conversation where I said, hey, I think you've got about four or five teams that are really cool, and I think you've got about four teams that deserve to be kicked out of the series because they're just hoarding the money yeah. to pay for the other version of the series. I'm not going to mince words on it. There are three or four teams. I think that are not really doing the riders a service there. I agree, but if the riders sign up for it, what? How can that's you? Yeah. the problem? Jank, yep. A janky dirt bike riders that are going to be like, man, cool, they're going to cover my flights, and I can make a couple thousand dollars off purse. This yeah. is great. Oh, I know, I know, I'm with you. These guys, well, some well teams Kenny, that, yeah. Kenny's over here getting millions of dollars a race, and got a couple going. Sweet, I got a flight paid for. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, but how does Adam police that? How's Adam supposed to do anything about that? I I think you have to get, and we talked about it a little bit. I think you get. Um, a lot you you follow a charter system more like this there's a role in nascar where basically the team is jank like if they finish bomb the points for a certain amount of years like you kick them out okay and i think you have to get more aggressive like that i think you go hey we're giving you money we expect a certain quality of person and if you just continue like no offense to them, let's take it this year last year mdk was last in points i predict the mdk will be last in points again this year mm-hmm. i think eventually you look at them and go get the hell out give up sure. your spot wow is there somebody if waiting you to don't take it hire is there someone huh? waiting to take it? <laughs> yeah, I think, well, now the series, I mean, I think a lot of people are skeptical of early. I think, yes, you could find somebody that would do it that would put in a little more effort. Yeah. Or at least then it makes everybody above them go, oh, crap, we can get kicked out. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I think it's not a bad idea. I hear some of these, some of the riders tell me the things that these teams have offered them, and I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. Because the, they, they the got, last one I. The last one I have, I would change the payment structure closer to F1 where, okay, so it's kind of muddied right now. They talk about the riders making money. Like, you know, it pays the team, and then the team decides how much to pay. I would pay the teams based on actually how they finish in the team championship. Make them hire decent riders. Hey, if you finish eighth in the championship this year, combine all the rounds, wherever the purse would be. Let's, I'm just using an example. Let's say eighth place is two hundred grand to your team, but seventh is three hundred grand. Right. Like make give them a reason to hire better riders. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, you got a you got a you got a point there for sure. Um, hey, before we let you go, I have something I wanted to touch on. I forgot. Austin Forkner. He is back. Yeah, Austin Forkner is back. He is for uh, he is back. He's working with Rhino. Um, what, uh, what's your take on Forkner? Where should he be? What, what how, how, uh, how's this going to go? I've seen him a lot locally. Uh, you know, Archer that works for him used to work for your team. I still, I've seen them a lot to track on to talk to him, see what their expectations are. Like, you know, I think Seth has been fantastic coming back. And mm-hmm. from what I've seen, Austin and Seth have been on the bike the same amount of time they rode. Seth's first day on the bike was the day before Austin's. Austin's injury was a little gnarlier, so they took a little more time. Mm-hmm. Austin has been quicker from what I've seen during the week. Mm-hmm. I think okay. he's been right on Joe's pace. I think they, you know, Rhino was brought in to work with him on the bike. He's got a different off-the-bike trainer than he used to as well. I think they've worked on a lot of his bad habits that he used to have on the bike. He looks a bit, decent bit different on the bike, like okay. how he rides. Yep. I think he looks great. Considering what Seth's done, as long as Austin does what I've seen during the week, he will do as good as Seth, if not better. Oh, okay. All right. So that's that's good because I think Seth's been really good since he came back. So Yeah, um. Seth's been fantastic since he came back, especially like, again, I saw both their first days on the bike. Seth was only a couple weeks ago. Sure. It was rough. He, he really – I think his comeback here has shown, if anything, has reminded me more like why he deserves another like another shot in a yeah. sense, like why he still has a contract. Seth really kind of – you know, he hasn't shown everything he's capable of yet, but I think there is something there with him. Yeah. No, uh, I think he's done well. Uh, he's a nice kid, too. We had him on the show Monday. He's, he's a really well-spoken, good dude, too. 
Uh, all right, ML, mm-hmm. before I let you go here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, give me your winners for this weekend. I mean, Jet? Uh, how can we pick anything else? I'm, okay. I'm still Jet this weekend. I'll be I'll be Chase for Shugel, but okay. Jet this weekend. All right. And like I said, I want chaos. Yep. I'm not picking this because I actually – I'm going with RJ for 250s. I want chaos. Okay, fantastic. Good good to hear. Yeah, I think that class is if, – if Cooper – I, I like your thinking. If Cooper and RJ grab a win this weekend and, and Hayden and, and Hunter are just okay or third and fourth or whatever, then we are set up nicely. So, yeah. uh, All right, man. Well, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. We'll see you at Washougal, right? See you at Shugel. All right, sounds good. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, uh, that's Michael Lindsay. Next caller gets a fly race in board shorts. Uh, Tis legendary over there in the corner. Um, and that's that's a wrap for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Marks, great job. Hey, thank you. I mean, honestly, probably a little better than Tits today. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. Better than Tits. Yep, yeah, there we go. For that. Uh, legendary, thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck with the golf. My pleasure, yep. Yep. And uh, thanks for watching. Listen, everybody, Fly Race and Moto City Show. See you next week.